This is the open bar, opening bar. Actually, I think I forgot this part. <laughs> Thanks for listening all up in your car. YouTube Live is where we are. Wait, are we J Mike? That's my co-host, by the way. They sorta call me Gabe on the mic every booze day. Oops, I meant Tuesday. Though really, who's to say? I think it's about time to press play. Go. <laughs> I'm so taken aback. <laughs> I, I have had two sips of my cocktail that is the third an interesting one. cocktail because I <laughs> literally just made it up. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. Those dummies. <laughs> I'm going to share our little. Oh, my goodness. These guys were waiting for us. They were. We have full. We have four. Hundred viewers already, four hundred. <laughs> you you are drunk. You see those extra couple zeros. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't gonna say anything. But... This is great, guys. The open bar is really taking off. That's a dummy bump. This is a dummy bump. Yes, the dummy bump. <laughs> the dummy bump. Dummy, dummy, dummy bump. Um. Why can I not copy tweets anymore? We did promise. That's a good that. question. Oh, that's Zach. That's your new song. The dummy to the, to the to the to the Humpty Dance. It's your chance. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm thinking. Uh uh, dummy baby. <laughs> I do the dummy bump. Uh, I do the uh uh. Yes, this is perfect. Mike, you're All right, Zach. This. Let's do it. Oh, I love it, awesome. Jay Mike. Same page. Put it down. <laughs> okay, but seriously, guys, did Twitter get like a new? Okay. Oh, yeah, it's really it. obnoxious. I found the, I found the share square. Okay. This happened in the last two weeks. So um, I've been trying to like share this thing for the two minutes and we've been live for like four minutes. So <laughs> what's up? Uh, we <laughs> Here we are live. Uh, the open bar back again. Yeah, yeah. Back at it. Um, automatic. Tacit assassin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I won't. I won't come at you like that. Um, hey, we're here. You know, 9:30 Eastern. Never late. Always on time. That's what I love about this show, J. Mike, is that um, we're always here, and we pop, pop open the, the live tab, and people are literally waiting for us at 9:30 uh, Eastern, and and they're here, and it's great. I love it. We are the definition of professional podcasters. We are prompt. We are presentable. Punctual. We keep it popping, you know what I mean? <laughs> popping. 3P. <laughs> Winning every single league. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to the F3 guys. Prompt. Nick and Tyler. No, I already forgot what you said, but it was good. I don't know how you came up with that alliteration so quickly. Um, all right. I'm getting uncomfortable with all of our guests just kind of sitting there staring at us. So let's introduce <laughs> them right away um yeah, yeah. three dummies two actual dummies and one like actual dummy uh we'll start with him <laughs> bobby bobby hi bobby yeah hey guys what's going on i decided to uh come back to the show had to profess my love for ponies again it's hard to <laughs> yell with ponies in your mouth <laughs> did you ever decide who which which my little pony character was your favorite uh is there one called like Rainbow Princess Sparkles or something? Oh, bro. 
No, man. Jay White, give us the lowdown on characters right now. For Okay, so check this out. So the one with rainbow, that's the blue one. We got the big blue. Uh, I, I'll grow, grab. You know what? I told you guys that we took down the <laughs> you know, decorations. There's one left. The balloon that won't die. It's Rainbow Dash, and I'll I'll show you just in a moment why she's Rainbow Dash. Right. Uh, but there's uh, <laughs> so there's uh, Twilight Sparkle, there is Pinkie Pie, there's Apple Jack. Um, I think I'm missing one. Um, maybe I'm missing two. Bob, Bobby, I'm really really interested. <laughs> there's, there's there's Brony Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> that's one. No, uh, but yeah, those 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 are they. All right, I think based on the names, Applejack would be my favorite. Now she's the one that's like country. Like she sounds like Reba McIntyre, uh, and she's like an apple farmer. Can you get with that being a native New Yorker? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I might have to explore my options a little bit. <laughs> okay. I don't Seems know a little what's happening here. <laughs> Bobby, next time, Bobby, next time you come on, we're going to do a like. Uh, uh, you know, juxtaposition between uh, my little pony character and an NFL player. That is our next thing. So, yeah, I mean, I that. just did the uh, superheroes. The so next one is my little pony yes. characters. Yes. I'm surprised you didn't run with that while the hype was, you know, peaking. But, um, you know, open bar. We'll have, to get, we'll have to get Jim Nance on for him to do his <laughs> master's impression for you doing that. A tradition like no other. <laughs> <laughs> the Bronies. <laughs> uh, all right, a couple a of other unlike any other. I'm sorry, my yeah. bad, Jim. Where, where's the button to stop this? I'm <laughs> 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 going off of this run. <laughs> it's on my. It's my on my end, and uh, you're not actually allowed to leave. So you're in it for another hour and a half. Kyle, one <laughs> half of the dummies, or at least one third. What's up, dude? What's going on? We're uh, we're back. I know. So, how long has it been? Answer me this. Uh, what was it like? Three months ago? That's yeah, it's right like back. second week of December. I'll buy that. That was that was a solid guess, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it felt like about three months ago, so it felt right. The reason why I said one third is because I think um, the other two thirds are potentially two different people. One fantasy analyst, one ill rhyme spitter, um, the tacit assassin. 13. Oh, you give you give me far too much credit there. I, I'm I'm merely the outtakes man, and occasionally intros. But <laughs> no, 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 I, no. It's true. It's true. Far too much credit. too. <laughs> my uh, my my rap career has come spiraling into oblivion. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> I like I'm in a, in the presence of of genius now. I mean, Gabe, you're the you're the uh, the intro man, the the extraordinaire. You know what? I I just I wrote one today. I did for for uh, an undisclosed uh, human. It is a human, so um, I'll I'll let y'all know later. I have to get approval first, of course. But it's it's fire. It's it's soul. It's uh, it will, feels like a little like ninth wonder. J. Mike, you probably you know feel that a little bit, but uh, I follow you. I pick I'm, up what you're laying down. I'm excited. I'm excited, but I'm excited to have you, Zach. Well, my, I appreciate it, man. I feel it's good like, to be back. I feel like you're my only competition in this game, in this fantasy football rap <laughs> game. <laughs> I, I think probably competition is a big stretch there. <laughs> If, if you're only competition, you already won. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. 
Uh, happy to have y'all on though. Um, how the combine happened. I really enjoy, I don't know why, but I just kind of like to watch the combine <laughs> sometimes more than football. I don't know. Like the gauntlet's one of my favorite things to watch. It's stupid watching people run 40 yard dashes. It's so idiotic, but I don't know. I get a kick out of it. How did y'all enjoy your combine weekend? Hand Twitter is live. I found myself watching fat guys run 40 yards. Like I, I didn't just watch the, the running backs and receivers and the, the th things that I need to watch for, for the podcast, but I'm watching like offensive linemen. You know, I got, I got jacked up when she Griffin, you know, ran his and I mean, this is great. I got numbers. I'm happy. <laughs> exactly. Right. I, I've been I, I'm with Zach numbers. I, I I'm, I'm excited. I watched way more than I needed to just because it was on and there's a lack of football in my life and I needed some kind of football in my life. Yeah, I think it works for everyone, whether you, you know, what whether you know what a 38.5 inch vertical means or not, um, which, you know, typically doesn't mean much. So it's just fun to have a little bit of football in our lives. Hey, and that means they're going to have a high explosion score. What's that? <laughs> You got the metrics man behind the dummy cheat sheet here, man. I know. I, well, I'm trying to, you know, segue into a free plug, but you're not <laughs> taking the bait. So. Oh yeah, yeah. There's this this thing I plug numbers into, <laughs> and it gives, it gives numbers. Uh, but yeah, explosion is uh, is like one of the things you want in a running back, right? You you want lower body strength. You want a a running back that's going to be able to get that push, that drive, that that quick hit to the to the line. So, yeah, you want the vertical and the broad jump numbers. I love it. And there there were a few, uh, especially running backs out there, that kind of, I don't know, surprised me a little bit as, as far as their athleticism goes and um, impressed me to the point of moving them up a little bit. How about y'all? Uh, did anyone else get a chub? <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. This is the this is the thing because it's uh, you know that's that's you know it's great and all but relevance for you know it seems like everyone on this planet and Mars likes the Rick and Morty so it's got to be wubba wubba dubba chub chub <laughs> is anyone familiar with the Rick and Morty I love Rick and Morty perfect wubba dubba wubba dubba chub chub yeah that's great. <laughs> If I get Chubb on any teams now, I'm stealing that from you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I think – I mean, I think we were talking about I, – I don't even know who was on. Oh, we, I don't even know who was on, J. Mike. Uh, Matt, <laughs> we were talking with Matt Waldman uh, doing um, Sony Michelle versus Nick Chubb, right? And I think we were all pro-Chubb, naturally. And um, – I don't know. M Michelle kind of disappointed me a little bit, but Nick Chubb was everything we wanted and more. Zach? Yeah, it, it's, it's funny because that was exactly what I expected to happen, but I'm still a Michelle guy. And, and the reason why I'm a Michelle guy is because of the, the, the film, because that's, that's me. I'm a film guy, and I think he catches the ball, and I think he catches the ball better than Chubb. Pre-injury, Chubb? All day. I mean, he would have been easy 102. He might have been in the conversation with 101 with Barkley. But yeah, 
you know, I'm not taking anything away from what he did at the combine, but I just don't think he catches it like Sony Michelle does. And from the different mocks I've been in uh, post combine, because I'm a degenerate and had to do a bunch of mock drafts <laughs> immediately after the combine ended, I have seen a bump for Chubb, where before he was going 104, 105, he seems to be a consensus for 103. And yeah, that's a Chubb bump. Hashtag <laughs> Chubb bump. You better watch what you do with that Chubb bump. That's a tad bit disrespectful in some circles. <laughs> Wubba lubba Chubb bump. <laughs> The... Yeah, Zach and I just argued about this for a while on our on our podcast, and uh, I uh, I'm I'm pretty close to moving Chubb up to three for me. You you know the history with him. The question was if he was fully recovered from from the injury. These numbers, these numbers say he's he's recovered, that he's healthy. I don't know what else we're gonna get between now and then to tell us that he he's he's fully back from the knee injury. I, and, and I think, Kyle, that brings up such a great point because for for as much or as as um, a, applauded as Nick Chubb was as a freshman and sophomore, just how otherworldly he was playing, I don't know what else people want from him to, to get back to being that guy or to, to having that status. Like – it, it, like he could have come, like I think the only way that people probably would still see him as that elite prospect is if he goes out and runs four three forty, which he was never doing in the first place, um, and and just does whatever you know does something better than actually Barkley did the the Saquon Barkley Invitational. But I don't I don't think that there's anything that he could have done any better, uh, and I don't I don't know what else we want from him. Like he's he's a fantastic player. And Zach, I'm not, I'm not, dis, I'm not uh, disputing any any way at all. You taking Michelle over him, um, because I feel like we have this discussion just about every other week. I, I try to poll people. Okay, <laughs> Chubb or Michelle? What do you guys want? Um, and I like both guys. I, and uh, I just think that Chubb is really, really good at football. Really what good at football. Any reason we can't see Chubb turn into Gurley? No, no. No, and, and I know that's that's shooting for the stars at this point, but like I said, we know the history with him. We know he has the talent. The the question since the injury, be pre injury, there was no question about him, right? Post injury, zero has been. Does he have his explosiveness back? Does he have the speed back? Can he make the cuts? Is the knee okay? Uh, a 129.5 burst score, he got the explosiveness back. Uh, Barkley put up a 134.7, so he isn't that far behind. Um, I'm feeling pretty good there with him. I think something else that you have to keep in mind is people have this idea of injury-prone players, and when it's such a prolific player like Chubb was in college, that's going to follow them for a while. So whether – and Kyle, we've talked about this before – whether – injury perm is actually a thing or not. And I think we're both kind of on the team of it's not, it's going to follow that player. And that's why for a while you could still get Keenan Allen at a discount or why I was hoping in this draft, you could get Nick Chubb at a discount. Cause I agree. I think he's mostly returned to form and I don't know what else he can do besides actually play on the NFL field, which 
at this point every rookie has to do anyway to prove that he is that guy again. To get a little off topic, I mean, you can make an argument for injury prone. You can tell me Danny Amendola is injury prone. You can tell me um, Deion Lewis is injury prone. But Keenan Allen, not injury prone. Those were absolutely freak injuries that have no kind of connection with each other. Um, you could tell me that Alshon Jeffrey with his constant hamstring issues over the years is injury prone. Although he had a pretty good uh, pretty good year, uh, year this past year. <laughs> but you, you can't start tying together a lacerated kidney with an, a, a completely <laughs> random ACL that what is there an NFL player that hasn't had an ACL injury? Yep. One in four. Right. I mean, <laughs> at, at this point. So yes, I will not accept Keenan Allen being uh, injury prone. Um, yeah. I'm not willing to take Chubb at this point as being injury prone. I can see the argument with certain players, I guess is my point. So for me, it's not about, it's not a question about Chubb's ability. Like, I, he's back. That's fine. The combine proved that. The question now becomes for me, if I'm going to take him at 103 and be excited about it, and and you're thinking Nick Chubb is going to be an elite running back in the NFL, right? You just said, why can't he be girly? To me, the reason why he can't be girly may be a problem with the NFL, not necessarily with Nick Chubb. But the way I look at it, uh, DeAndre Swift led the backfield in receptions with 17 at Georgia this year. Okay, So Nick Chubb wasn't the best receiving back in his own backfield at Georgia. When he comes into the NFL, you think he's going to be a better receiving back than whoever they have slated to be a pass catcher on his NFL team? And if he's not, do you think that the coach – and we all know NFL coaches the way you know what what forward thinking you know guys they are. You think John they're going to 1998? Let's go. Yeah, there you go. You think you think he's going to scheme Nick Chubb into being a 50 catch running back, which is what you need to be, unless you're Ezekiel Elliott or uh, Leonard Fournette, and you're getting 250, 300 touches. You got to catch 50 balls. Is he going to catch 50 balls? I think the better question is, does he have the ability to do so? He probably Which, does. Yeah. Like you said, we, like you said, we, we don't know. That's right? yeah, something we don't know. I just I don't think that there's the creativity in the NFL to even find that out. I mean, he may. He caught the ball his freshman year, but that, I don't know. It's, it's tough with that. I mean, competing in Georgia, like <laughs> they arguably have the best like running backs for the next 10 years, it seems <laughs> Like they're just lining up to sign at Georgia. So, I mean, it's just not fair. And, uh, you know, Sony Michelle next door. And yeah, like you said, Swift as well, leading in receptions. So, I mean, uh, we just got to see. And maybe landing spot will be more of a tall tale sign there. Like, I mean, if Chubb lands on like the Lions, let's say, I mean, is that a, a solid spot there? Or is it a sweat because of Riddick and Abdullah? You know, I, it's really funny because I've heard a couple people talk about the Lions as a great landing spot, and it's a great NFL landing spot. But in fantasy, they've been in the bottom three of rushing attempts the, each of the last three years, and they've got their offensive coordinator coming back. I don't see that as a great spot. Yeah, I think an interest – this just popped in my head. I have not thought this out at all. I'm just saying it as I think it. 
An interesting spot for Chubb could be with the Seattle Seahawks if they can find a way to land him because Russell Wilson does so much with his legs himself that he can open up running lanes and they can get really creative in that offense. We know Pete Carroll can be creative. We have also seen him be really dumb in his play calling. Uh, I don't think we need to remind everybody every time about, you know, (laughs) why didn't you just run the ball? But it does happen. But that said, I really think that if Chubb were to find himself in Seattle, he could be a guy who succeeds there and, we haven't seen a successful running back in Seattle since Lynch took off. The only problem with Seattle is they need to put an offensive line in front of them. Yep. None of these uh, between-the-tackles type running backs are going to ever succeed behind an offensive line like Seattle. Uh, I That actually that would hurt me if he, if he went there. That would be an, a negative for me. But, Zach... Uh, Here's a here's a question for you based off something you were saying earlier. Was Melvin Gordon a pass catcher when he came into the league? No, definitely not. So and and I don't think that San Diego is or I don't I don't think they were considered a overly creative offense at that time or or even now. Um I guess it's just a yeah, it think, may not happen that way. It may not happen that way, right? Think but, back to that, though. That was Woodhead getting hurt. Like, he was not going to be a pass catcher. He wasn't a pass catcher to start the season. He was terrible. He, he wasn't running very well, and he wasn't catching passes. Woodhead got hurt, and all of a sudden, Melvin Gordon by default. If that happens to Chubb, maybe maybe he gets a shot and, and beautiful, but I'm not banking on that as something. like. I, and I'm not knocking Chubb. I, I think he's a great player. Why do you hate Chubb? <laughs> Why do you hate I want you to admit it right now. Why do you hate him? I, I, I definitely don't. And I, look, I may move him up. He may be four. He may be five for me right now. He's well, six. But getting to you, huh? My metrics are getting to you. Well, look, he was he was great, but he doesn't do the one thing that I want to see. And and this is I don't love this class because I think that there's a, a pretty big Darth of of pass catchers. And that's what I want. I mean, the way I design my fantasy teams, I'm I'm pounding wide receiver, and then I'm building my my backfield with with guys who catch the ball. And there just aren't very many in this class. Just to, I was doing a little bit of research real quick, Zach, while you were talking through uh, that in terms of Nick Chubb's ability, or you know, the fact that we just don't know. Uh, um, according to ESPN.com, uh, it looks like Todd Gurley's best season in terms of. From a catch standpoint, in terms of catching the ball, uh, he had a 37 catch season uh, in 2013. Uh, in 2015, uh, Sony Michelle's best season looks like he had 26 catches. Yep. And Nick Chubb's best season was the year before catching the ball, uh, which looks like it was 18 catches. So, I, I, I'm. I'm not sure, like you said, I guess we just we just don't know if he can or can't. Obviously, he had an 18-catch season. They don't necessarily throw him the ball a ton out of the backfield. But um, I think that the fact of the matter is with, with the athlete that we know that he is, I think he's well worth the risk um, at your 102 or wherever you want to take him in your drafts to, to go all in as it pertains to hopefully he finds a competent landing spot, doesn't get Jeff Fishered, uh, and become something that can be uh, that, that can be a, a fantasy viable running back for the next six, seven, eight years. Or how about uh, 
our own Jaguars with Leonard Fournette. I mean, not like that. I mean, that offense was just somehow astounding this year. And I mean, all we expected out of Fournette was just to pound the ball and he catched the ball. I would say what I, I guess I don't know his receptions. I would, I would, it was in the twenties. It was in the twenties. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, and thought he, he had I know 36. he didn't all those games. Okay. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So I'd imagine it was in his thirties in the thirties and didn't play all the games like 13 or 14. And uh, so right there, I mean, I, I never expected Fournette to catch the ball and that was always a sweat for me. And, and Yeldon's a fine pass catcher and, you know, with ivory to take some of the other work away. I mean, I, oh, you're right. 36. Yeah. So, I mean, th- there you go. That could be your, as far as worried about Chubb, I, I trust Chubb to ch- catch the ball versus Fournette. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, Zach also knows how I feel about this. I'm going to mention a name that he hates with, I think, <laughs> Vitral, which is Jordan Howard. And Jordan Howard yeah. managed to be a low-end RB1, high-end RB2 guy while not catching very many balls and playing in a really, really bad offense. I wrote an article about it. You guys wouldn't believe how bad the Bears have been offensively over the past two seasons or maybe you would we would but it the point is yes i agree that pass catchers are valuable and we all play in ppr or half ppr leagues but because people are focusing so much on pass catching backs there's actually a value in these guys that are two down guys that find a way to score and uh compile rushing yards even if it's just pure volume now here's a question would you trade McCaffrey for the 102. If I had the 102 and I'm offering you the 102 for McCaffrey, would you trade that to me? Well, are we talking about PPR? We're talking about getting real. Talking about Geist then, not McCaffrey. Well, you guys just want to chub there. So, okay, I want Chubb at 103. Okay, so would would you take the 103 for McCaffrey? No, I wouldn't. So you'd keep McCaffrey? Yes, I would. There's my pass catcher. See, there you go. That's that's all I'm saying is is the pass catchers are where I want to be. I'd do it. Good. I'll I'll take McCaffrey I'd then. Do it. You know I would. Though. <laughs> uh, and a giant shout out to everyone that's in our YouTube chat tonight. It is, it is. Wubba lubba chub chub. Lit. It's the place to be on a Tuesday night. Giant shout out. I would. Would you say, Kyle? The dummies have a lot of fans. They all follow us. It's 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 the, <laughs> the, yeah, the it's dummy definitely bump. not me. I have zero influence whatsoever. The, the dummy bump just keeps on giving. I love it. Uh, so shout out to everyone in here. Um, one of the questions that came up uh, was from our own, uh, basically the, the third the third man in this pod uh, on this hey, trio that we have. Jake, how's it going? Jake Anderson, what up, Jake? Uh, Jake has a question for us that we want to. He wants chopped up. What are the thoughts uh, on John Kelly's, the running back from Tennessee, the prospect? Um, what are what are his thoughts? What are your all's thoughts on his combine? I know you've probably got some fancy numbers, Kyle, to let us know whether or not he's good at football or if he should just go <laughs> skateboard like Tony Hawk somewhere. <laughs> well, he let me down. He, uh, he didn't run the 40, so that, that leaves mm-hmm. a big old hole in the numbers here. Uh, but they're not bad. It's just incomplete. Uh, none of them really jump out at you as being anything that that completely excites you. The uh, the agility scores were kind of uh, 
well, 20 yard shuttle, 4.51, three cone, 7.13. They're kind of middle of the road. Uh, the the burst stuff not bad but we don't have the 40 so it leaves a, a big hole with the overall numbers this is kind of reminiscent of uh from uh, not necessarily similar runners but maybe I, I guess a little bit to a degree because kelly seems to run pretty fierce and never give up on a play and i always remember just watching the tape last year and and loving this say about it. him say was, it, say it. <laughs> I don't get know there if, I don't know if it's the same one, but uh, Kareem Hunt. I don't know. <laughs> Is that what you were going to say? But, I thought you were uh, going Marshawn, but I'm, that works too. Okay. Uh, Kareem, well, Kareem Hunt was one of my favorites last year, and he super bummed me out on the, uh, at the Combine, but just always loved the tape and fought for every yard. And that's what kind of reminds me a little bit of, of John Kelly. I think – I do think they're different runners, but it's, it's just a little bit reminiscent. So um, – not sweating the combine because you can you can still trust the tape. Yeah, Jake, I want you to look right in my eyes. John Kelly is my number four <laughs> right now. Still just after the combine. Yeah, I was he's just about to bring that's your guy. That's yours and Riley's guy. Man, like uh, Riley and I actually ended up watching him the same day and and sent each other DMs like and and we're like, have you watched this guy? And like, and he may not be the best back in this class, but I defy you to go. Look up his his tape from the like the Florida game, and watch that and not fall in love with him. I mean, he's just he's everything you want. He's vicious. He's fierce. He runs hard. He catches the ball out of the backfield. He runs good routes. I mean, man, I, I, I'm just I'm excited to see where he goes, and I'm I'm waiting for him to run his forty at uh, his pro day at Tennessee, so Kyle can put that in and we can put this to rest, and Kyle can come with me on the John Kelly train. It'll be nice and fast being on a, uh, a home course. <laughs> Gabe, I have a uh, question for you, actually, just because you mentioned the Kareem Hunt comparison. So as we know, Nagy or Nagy, however, I have no idea how to pronounce his name, just putting Nagy that out there. Uh, he's now the head coach of the Bears, right? So let's say uh, Jordan Howard is gone. He gets traded into Miami in this rumor trade or just traded somewhere else. And they draft John Kelly. Do you think that he uses him like they used Cream Hunt and KC last year? Oh man, because I mean, <clears throat> they and KC. I mean, I know he got injured, but they had Spencer Ware, a, a legitimate three-down back, and <laughs> uh, so that was a, a different type of spot. Whereas in Chicago, you've got <laughs> Tariq Cohen. Um, a very prolific pass catcher in the open field where, you know, John Kelly also excels. So different situations, but I can, I can sort of see it. I mean, they, they need someone on first and second down. And I, I think it's hard. To, I think like, this is what was the problem with Kareem Hunt last year, you know, with two two fifteen or whatever. And they didn't think he could be the three down back. And then he ended up being that. So, I mean, totally, I think, I think you could be looking at something like that, and uh, but I'd be I'd be worried about Tariq Cohen for sure. Versus in the Chiefs, there was no one to sweat. When you say will they you will Nagy use Kareem Hunt, Bobby? Are you referring to like the time when he would get the ball like a bunch, or you mean the times like <laughs> when they completely forgot about him? So when I'm just curious was, what what you mean. Yeah, there. when he was playing calling, uh, he was actually using Kareem Hunt a bunch when. Uh, Reed handed over play calling duties. That's when Hunt's usage went way up. Just an interesting little factoid for everybody. So 
if you're a cream hunt owner like me, you might be a little bit worried that Reed is uh, now play calling again, but I'm just interested to see how the bears running backs do get used because I really liked the usage under uh, Niji or Nagy or however it's pronounced uh, last year when he was calling play. Just commit to um, one, Robert, <laughs> just commit to one. All right, we'll call him Matt Nagy because it sounds the most wrong. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Even if it's wrong, just thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I'd, I'd be worried Matt. about him. I'd be worried about him ending up at a place like where there's a Tariq Cohen type player because totally. I, I think that, that his best – I mean, yeah, he runs hard and that's great, but I think that his best feature is – pass catching. And so I think that that John Kelly it would be nice to see him land somewhere Denver, Baltimore, someplace that runs the ball a lot but also could use a pass catcher and then grow into that role as a three down back. And that's what I thought Hunt was going to do. But seems like yeah, a good I'll landing spot to me. Uh especially <laughs> maybe the uh Ravens particularly stood out as when you said that I thought Oh, yeah, that seems like a really good spot. No, you're wrong because Kenneth Dixon is the <laughs> back there. I, I was driving the Dixon uh, hype train. It's over. And I guess I... It's over. <laughs> it went off the rails. It's over. No. It's over, Gabe. No, Kyle. No. We need this. No. It, you know what? The CJ Prosize one's about to go off the rails too. <laughs> that one, that one can be dead. But come on, <laughs> don't oh, look. Don't say that too loud. Tyler, uh, <laughs> DHH's own Tyler Gunther is in the chat. So well, y'all start talking about Prosize. He might drive up to Maine and have to open up a can on y'all. Can of lobster. <laughs> <laughs> we don't can lobster around here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, another highly debated topic. Um, this wide receiver class. Uh, it seems as though coming into the off season, it seemed like everybody was pretty much it was Cortland show, right? Uh, coming is. out. <laughs> Say it one more time, Gabe. Still is. Sutton or bust. Fair, fair. <laughs> Ain't busting my Suttons, wild man. Ain't my uh, so, and then it kind of turned into this thing where the, the senior bowl came and James Washington uh, kind of became uh, the the soup du jour, your lobster bisque, if you will. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, all of a sudden after and, and Calvin really even came up a little bit. And now we come after the combine and I feel like the, the, the opinions are all over the place. So where do, where, where do you guys, where do you guys see these wide receivers shaking out in terms of your own personal rankings? DJ Moore. End of story. Ooh. <laughs> I, yeah, end of story for sure. Kyle. I, I did not but, know. I should have paid more attention. <laughs> He's the one. <laughs> I'm still having trouble coming off of James Washington. 
I really am. Like I, I love I know, it. I know the I was combine for Zach to say it because I'm know, there too. I just didn't want to be the first one. I know the combine was bad, but you watch him play, and you weren't expecting him to to pop for numbers. Like you never saw him beat a guy with speed. You never saw him, you know, just absolutely blow a guy out on a nine route. It was always being a tactician. It was always getting on top of the defender and then using his body. And he's got those long arms and and that physicality. So look, it's close. I mean, I, I, I'm still going, I'm going James Washington. I'm going DJ Moore. I'm going Christian Kirk, bang, bang, bang. Like they're all close, but I still got to go with Washington. Washington. Yeah. Washington's that style of guy that I want to love. Yeah. As a running back. And I kind of, <laughs> what I, I can't put him above more. I'm with I'm with Zach on that one, but I also think honestly, with how much confusion there is about the wide receivers, if you want a wide receiver in this class, just don't trade it for a 2019 pick. You'll do yourself a favor. <laughs> That's very true, unless of course we're talking about Cortland Sutton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can't you how can't you be in love with that three cone though? <laughs> So, so just want to confirm between the four of you, we have four different wide receiver ones. Is that correct? Yeah, consensus. That's good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you have a top four. And nobody said Calvin Ridley. Boo. <laughs> Go back to running backs. You know who I like for Alabama? Oh, Scarborough, man. I think he's that's a fun little. Uh, he'll be a late. Grab if you no. land a decent spot. No. Second, second right. leading receiver on Alabama. So I listened to um, 2016 tape with uh, Elliot Christ. I've and heard of him. One of the shows I listened to was the the Ridley show, and I need to go back and look at him more because he brings up some good points about him. You're you're looking at uh, from Elliot. These are his words. Uh, a very polished route runner who you can get past the age because of him coming in already polished. And again, I need to go back and look some more at this, but if that's all true and he ends up in a situation where he's going to get a chance to start, some of the other stuff is a little less important. Hey Kyle, could you go take a look like you're saying, and then just like come back when you're ready? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I feel like you're describing Sterling Shepard. Is Sterling Shepard really that bad? No, he's not, but he's not he's not a the number one right wide receiver in the class. I mean a lot of a lot of guys are still touting Ridley as as the one or two. That's fair. Hang on. I said DJ Moore end of story. We're we're, no, past, I, we're past receiver number one here. Oh, I'm not Jeez. I'm not accusing you of that, but I, I'm saying that a lot of guys have him up there and and even for me, watching his film, I wasn't that impressed. Like I had him at eight or nine uh, after watching film, and then you couple that with a combine. I'm not really interested. Depends where he lands. Honestly, he's probably going to end up a Raven, and then he'll fall down everyone's yep. draft boards because nobody <laughs> wants receivers anymore. Just go tumbling. I'm so curious who's going to – I know it's going to be a wide receiver in the first round. I'm just so curious <laughs> who it's going to be. Oh. Kim. You better <laughs> hope it's not your Suttons or you, your Sutton buttons will be busted. <laughs> How sad would that be? Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah. I'd have to I'd have to drive to Texas to console you. That would be bad. <laughs> it's probably gonna be DJ Moore. He he kind of fits into that profile of what they've been going after for the last few years. Plus he's a local boy. Yeah. Mm, hot, crab cakes, all at me. Um <laughs> so with that being the case, another name that came up in the chat. I forgot who said it first. So giant shout out to everybody who's been with us in the chat. Obviously, Jake, uh, Tyler Gee, Tyler Gunther, Travis from Super Flexible Pod. Uh, Katie was in here earlier. We got Rob in here. Like it is. It's pretty crazy. Bradley Full Smith, house, man. No, excuse me. Jonathan Smith. Yeah. Chris, uh, also from the fantasy, uh, excuse me, the fake pigskin fam. So another name that came up was Auden Tate. Mm. Auden Tate goes to the combine. People obviously he had a uh, up and down last season at Florida State. Uh, obviously he had some issues with I believe it was an ankle that was giving him trouble throughout the season, and uh, he goes to the combine, and he's a giant mass of a man, which is awesome, just huge person, and he goes and runs a forty four six eight at six five two hundred twenty eight pounds. Um, what do we make? And, and and his vertical, obviously, is something that you were probably looking forward to in terms of high-pointing the ball, things of that nature. He had a 31-inch vertical. Um, Kyle, what what kind of athlete is Auden Tate in terms of the numbers that you have? And is this someone that you guys are are looking to scoop up if he falls in your drafts? Or are you you passing on him because you, you're not thrilled about what, what he's putting down of late? Let me Let me give you the answer this way. Um, in, in my, in my graph here, it's all color coded. When, when you get a lot of color in there, you're a good prospect (laughs) on the low end of things. It's white. Everything I have from him is white. Yeah. <laughs> there's you have some sort of like surprising like Kelvin Benjamin type season though. Cause that's like literally what he's reminding me of right now is just. So gross. <laughs> just this like massive, massive human that is more like a tight end at this point and, you know, might end up being like that. And I don't know. It's just so and, you know, Florida State alum. Kelvin Benjamin. So I, I don't know. I think you meant to say to run your rule. That's true. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, this is it was disappointing. I think my my write up of of Auden Tate said, you know, all total Tate appears to me to have the highest ceiling in the class and I'm anxiously awaiting the combine. And now I'm not anymore. Um, it was it was <laughs> such a yeah, it was such a disappointment. Like if he if he lands someplace that needs a tight end, <laughs> fine. Like, I mean, I think he can be a red zone threat as a receiver, play that tight end role, but I don't think that he's going to be as exciting as I had initially hoped. I was waiting till the end, and I was going to make the maybe he should just play tight end uh, comparison, and you all beat me to it. But <laughs> what I will say is it seems it like – He's a future uh, Panther because they just love those guys who might as well be tight ends. <laughs> not even really thick enough for tight end or the Panthers. No. He's 28. I mean, we're not talking about a guy that's that's uh, really that built. Kyle, how many C's are we talking here? Like two what? C's, one C, not even one C. C's? With the yeah, thick. Thin, thin thick. <laughs> um, <laughs> zero C's. <laughs> 
Oh man. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll quote I'll quote tweet you that one there. <laughs> so so in so in your startups, if rookies are included, Auden Tate or Kelvin Benjamin? KB. Gross. Yeah, probably Benjamin. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at, at least, least KB's had some seasons of success. Yeah. Gabe, did you say KB as well? Over, are we saying KB versus Auden Tate? Yeah, if you're in a startup that includes rookies right now. Oh, right now? It's easily Kelvin Benjamin. Is Kiaris sure. Garrett in the startup? Can we? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd take him over Auden Tate. <laughs> I'd probably take Zay Jones over Auden Tate. You know MFL dropped Kiaris Garrett? <laughs> I had him on my taxi squad. I'm still upset about this, Zach. Just disrespectful. Right. So just disrespectful. There was no notification. I didn't get a you know a, a soft email saying, "Hey, you know we know you love him and you've been holding on for all this time, but we're gonna drop him from the database." No, I just I looked one day. I'm like, "Oh, he's on my spreadsheet, but he's not on my team anymore." What the hell? <laughs> he's gone. Let's all white. Let, go ahead. I said all white on uh, on Kyle's sheet. <laughs> <laughs> you got no athleticism, man. No, I was playing. Um, so another. Oh, one more name. This is fun. Um, Jordan Matthews or Auden Tate? Matthews. Matthews, Matthews is an incredible jo- guy right now. J- Jordan Matthews or Kelvin Benjamin? Matthews. Matthews. Okay. There we have it. Matthews is a um, guy. If you're listening, I said Zay Jones over Auden Tate already. Buy so. him right now. <laughs> buy him. He is so cheap right now. You and he's a free agent, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Everyone, everyone got disappointed with him going to the Bills. And pretty much what we expected to happen with the Bills happened. It was bad. But that's you guys all make fun of. Uh, you guys all make fun of the Ravens. You, you don't want to see anyone go to the Bills. but So we saw that, but now he's a free agent, and he's not staying there. They're not going to keep him there. How many slot receivers are they going to have? It can only get better for him, and you're paying Buffalo Bill price. What's your ideal landing spot for him, Kyle? Mm. Anywhere but the Bills. <laughs> I, I'd be happy if he went to the Ravens. Not ideal, but I'd be happy. How about uh maybe the Bears without if they don't trade for Landry? Bears? Uh the Raiders don't have a slot receiver right now. Uh Seth Roberts, excuse me. <laughs> touch touchdown phenom. Like I said. <laughs> Slide right into Miami once Jarvis is gone. Yeah, that too. I mean, there's so many options for him. It only gets better for Jordan Matthews by him right now. Zach, stop trying to block the path for uh, Jakeem Grant and Leontay Carew to get on the field, man. Oh no, I I just picked up Jakeem Grant in like every league, <laughs> every league I'm in and scoured the waiver wire. Carew's already gone. The secret's out on him, but oh. the uh, <laughs> there's one more wide receiver I definitely want to talk about with this with this class in terms of uh, where we see him at this point. Uh, somebody, and I believe it was Tyler uh, Gunther who brought this up. They had Equinemius. He has Equinemius St. Brown as his wide receiver, two in the class. Does he have his Notre Dame footy pajamas on, too? (laughs) 
<laughs> with his Yankee baseball cap, yeah, uh, Boston Celtics jersey, yeah. But he so tested you, it out well because because he he was on he was he was a part of our dynasty uh, senior superlative show, <laughs> and I I don't remember what he got from Gabe. Gabe, what was the thing that you gave him? Like one the one that you don't know how to feel about something of that nature. I, I gave him I was hoping to get him on every team actually. And okay. He, and with the caveat that he would be um like an early second, late first, and and hopefully more of like the early second and maybe even a mid second. That'd be cool. So, <laughs> but that's kind of where I, he's I, trending, right? What's that? I think that's kind of where he's trending at this point, right? Yeah, and I, I don't know if the combine really helped or hindered him. It, it, I think that there were guys that maybe moved up in front of him, if anything. But I don't think he hurt himself whatsoever. He he did fine in the 40, and that's like all he did. So <laughs> you're, you're really going to have to rely on everything else that you've seen from ESB. So I, I'm still okay if he keeps falling. That's great. Yeah, he's a Kyle Mathis. Uh, there's not a lot on him yet. Uh, 4.48 on the 40, 20 on the bench. That was all he, yeah. all he did. But he did come in at 214, which is a positive. Uh, mm-hmm. You were concerned That's about true. him. He's 6'5"? He- oh, goodness. As Kyle would say, he's thick with three C's in this case. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to stop using these uh, these hip things. Too old for that. Um, but you... You're concerned that he could end up going the Malachi Dupree route, right? This guy that had a bunch of hype last year. In, in Dupree's case, it was the year before. With a bad season and never really put it together and kind of fell off. I do think ESB has a little more safety behind him than than Dupree did. Uh, could definitely be a guy that either ends up being the steal late in the draft or if he ends up going to one of those super great landing spots, he could end up be, being one of the big risers. I just think it's, I mean, like you paid for a Laquan Treadwell at 102. <laughs> and now you can possibly pay for an ESP at 202 is just like so cool to me. So um, I don't know. That's That's kind of where I'm at. I love it at that price. Um, he was, he's an interesting guy to me. And I, I like that he benched uh, 20 reps because one of the knocks I have on him is sometimes he doesn't play strong, you know, in traffic. Like that shows you that he's got at least the strength to do that. He blocks. I mean, he, he gets out and blocks guys like crazy. Uh, the tough thing to me about being a film guy and watching him is a lot of times that, that, he St. Brown gets open. He doesn't get the ball because his quarterback was terrible. Uh, and so like trying to watch film, it's, you don't get that catch point all the time. So yeah, it's a great route. He's open, but what, what does he do with it? And so it's, you have to kind of put the pieces together. And so that's a tough one for me to watch is a guy I'm going to watch more film on because I think he showed up enough at the combine for me to go back and take a look at him. Just to give you guys an idea in that post-combine mock draft I'm in, he went 202, so that's the exact range where you guys were talking about. Whoop, whoop. Gabe, sweet spot. Yeah. Okay. 
Now, this is really the last wide receiver I want to get to because I I <laughs> listened <laughs> I listened to the pod today and a couple people we've already brought up. So giant shouts to Elliot Christ uh with the draft daily pod, which is just absolute in fuego. Mm. If you haven't, if you haven't heard that and you're listening to our podcast right now, finish our podcast, then go find the Dicey Dummies podcast and subscribe to that if you haven't already. Then go check out the Afterburners podcast and subscribe to that. But after you do all that, episodes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's coming back. It's coming back with a new focus. All right. The, then after you do Bobby. that, go check out the Draft Daily Pod. Like I said, the big homie himself, NFL draft soccer, Jake Anderson, was on today's pod talking with Elliot about Texas A&M's Christian Kirk. Yes. Nobody's brought this name up to this point yet. He's in your backyard, uh, Gabe. And by backyard, I mean like probably within like eight hours of you because Texas is <laughs> giant. <laughs> have no idea how close Austin is to College Station. Yeah, good joke, uh, but it is relatively close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is what 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 do you guys think about Christian Kirk? I I believe I I think I brought him up in our show a couple weeks ago. I mean, I've already completely forgot forgotten about that show. I don't even know who it was on, but. Um, I don't know. He's kind of another guy where I was like, I was hoping to see a little bit more, but I was still okay with everything, essentially. Yeah, his 40 was pretty good, and his college stats are kind of all over the place. I haven't watched too much film on him, if I'm being honest, but he's interesting to me. I will say a lot of people seem pretty high on him that I respect, I know. Uh, for example, Travis May, who is pretty much like my prospect guy besides Zach and Riley, seems to really like him a decent amount. So if he's there in the second round, he's someone who's intriguing. Thanks, Bobby. <laughs> I said besides Zach and Kyle. No, you said Zach and Riley. You oh, yeah, Riley. Well, <laughs> you, you don't want to. You don't want to take. You don't want to take Kyle's advice. I actually, I actually don't take that back. Because I'll take it back when the cheat sheet is done. You finish that thing. As long as you stand by it. And then I will give you a shout out. You know what? uh, Speaking of the cheat sheet, he is the number one receiver right now based on the the limited information we have. So that's uh, your physical age and, and production scores. He's second in our production score and fifth on the physical. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, definitely a guy to be interested in for certain. When when you say our production score, is this like your model, Kyle, or is this uh, something else? Yep, it's uh, it's a combination of a whole bunch of things. Uh, so it's all their college production, and then we factor in some stuff from PlayerProfiler.com uh, with the Dominator and Breakout. And this is on your newly launched website, right? DynastyDummies.com. Uh, the, you're, you're Tell us more. <laughs> um, last year's is up there. I am finishing up uh, the the information for the uh, this year's for production and physical, uh, and then as we go through further, Zach will be putting his his film numbers in there, and uh, we'll get some uh, some situational. Uh, numbers in there for your landing spots once the once the draft happens and andrew kendrick gifts 
Don't forget those. That's that's all you, Bobby. That's all you. Uh, by the way, uh, Christian Kirk went one ten in the mock that I'm third the TLF rookie combine mock. So he's definitely what moving his way up. What wide receivers went ahead of him? Let me take a quick look here. So Cortland Sutton went at two. Uh, James Washington at five. Calvin Ridley at nine, and then Kirk. DJ Moore was actually after Kirk. So I, I've got Christian Kirk. I've got Christian Kirk as my three right now. Uh, and, but to give you some idea of how close it is, I score out of a hundred, and Christian Kirk is within two points of being number one. Uh, and and well, what I saw on film is that it's kind of the same thing that that you know Gabe was talking about is you don't see anything that pops off his screen. Everything is good. You know, there's nothing exceptional, but it's okay that everything is good and nothing's exceptional because he doesn't really have too many flaws either. Um, and so that's a, that's the guy that the guy that I'm looking for is that safe, you know, that safe receiver. If I can get him in the, in, you know, middle, late first, that's fine. If he falls later, personally, right now I'm rolling off probably six, or seven running backs before I get to a receiver anyway in this draft class. So for me, he's down down the board. Maybe I'm not going to get him. But uh, I really do like what he does. Very good. All right, so I also we, we have to get the definitive answer from you guys. <sighs> Tied in one. Go. Gusecki for me. Yeah, sounds like it is now, huh? How, how can it be anyone else? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. He can't block, and someone's going to ask him to block in the league, probably. Did you see? They said that about Ingram, too. <sighs> it, it's yeah. Full. They're all full. His <laughs> <laughs> spider chart is round. I can't see what you see. <laughs> go to, go to um, uh, is it mock draftable? Mock draftable, yeah. yeah. Go there. Look him Head up. Head to there now. Look, look at Saquon. <laughs> and then look at Gasecki. Penn State eating some cookies it, out cool. there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it I don't think there was like an out outright number one tight end necessarily either. I, I, I would imagine they might take like a Mark Andrews before him, like as far as an NFL team, just because he's might be more well-rounded and will get on the field more and, you know, can't actually block like NFL teams need that. Uh, but Gusecki really, I mean, man, I, uh, I, I was impressed. I knew he was athletic, some, but hoofta. Some of his best comps on mock draftable are Engram and, and Joku and also fan favorite Jordan Cameron, or is it Cameron <laughs> Jordan? I always that's forget. such a weird combination of Engram and, and Joku. So like, that's, I mean, what else do you want? <laughs> so, and like the athleticism. I mean, whew. yeah. So basically, another, we're just saying Gazeki is T one. Yeah. So another reason why you guys should be checking out the live show here on Tuesday nights on the Open Bar at nine thirty p.m. Eastern time, you get to check out these wonderful screen shares that we do from time to time, like when John Debari uh, is basically shouted out as being the doppelganger for Christopher Maloney. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was priceless uh, and now you get to see the uh basically doug uh, excuse me duck web feet web uh of mike gasecki uh oh, the shiler comparison 
<laughs> yeah, sure, that too. Um, so, <laughs> so he's uh, so the only thing that he's pretty crappy in is, I guess, this weight uh, where he's at two forty seven. Uh, but he's pretty much deadly in everything else as it pertains to being an athlete, which is ridiculous. I also saw on Twitter where he won like a high school dunk contest, and like he ha- he has legitimate hops. It was it was kind of absurd. Yeah, oh. he was the leading scorer for his high school too, like all time. Like he's he's a legit athlete. I want to meet the one tight end who hasn't played basketball. I want that to be like the new thing. This tight end never <laughs> played basketball. Hey, where's where's the tight end that played water polo in high school? I want that guy. Any cricket? Any cricket players? Any six five cricket players? <laughs> Love it. You didn't tell me we were gonna do screen share stuff. Oh, <laughs> sneak previews. Can, uh, the power of technology. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, be he, he might be—he might be a little bit light, but I don't know. I, isn't that fine for a, an athletic type of tight end? And I'm sure, and the BMI, I guess, is is okay too. So BMI uh, is a little bit more important than than the weight for me. Shout out to the white peoples, the people's champ. Okay. He came in the chat. He came in the chat and he shouted out Dallas Goddard as being his guy, his numero uno. See, and that's I haven't full disclosure. I haven't delved into tight ends yet, and the only reason I knew Gasecki is because I was watching Saquon Barkley tape, and all of a sudden there was a play where he went. Oh no, he went up over a, a linebacker to make a play on the sideline. I was like, wow, that was nice. Like two plays later, he does the same thing over the middle. I stopped and I said, okay, I know what Saquon Barkley is. I'm going to come over here and watch Mike Gusecki. And I came away really, really impressed. And so that, like, that's the only reason I have any idea about any tight ends yet, because to me, they're kind of a secondary piece on what I'm doing. Tight end, the, the tight end landscape is just a dumpster fire anyway. Don't worry about them. I think there's going to be really nice values on tight ends in general in this class because last season we saw those three guys come out and be first-rounders. I think even Gazeki still is being talked about like a late second or early third-rounder, which would be, I think, pretty insane value for what an athlete he looks like if he lands in the right situation. Kyle, you have to talk if you want to share your screen. Yes. <laughs> I was I was just going to let Jake just kind of squint at it. I know he gets really excited every time he sees it. So I was just going to let him squint at it down in the down in the corner there. But just look at Barkley here. Look at look at that. Lots of color. You know that, that <laughs> no white. There? Right? There's no, no white. <laughs> right? It just it looks right. That's what you want. If you look him up on mock draftable that's that's a full circle. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I saw Chris Warren near the top there. That was interesting. I don't know which which one you were organized by, but um, for who? Chris Warren had an okay combine. He did. He did. Yeah. Here I can I can pull that back up. That's uh. That's sorted by uh, the overall physical score. So you're looking at Barkley, Chubb, uh, a couple of, of lesser names in there, but 
Yeah, there's 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 you guys right now. Um, all this light green stuff that's incomplete information. So we've got a lot of stuff here that that needs to be filled in. But you know, see, this is the scary one for me right here. And I know yeah. I know Zach really likes him, even though he may not test out well. He likes his uh his his more of his intangible stuff, right? Man, that's scary down there. Yeah, that's the that's your perfect argument of of metrics versus film, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where it all comes together, though, because uh, when when Zach starts putting his finishing touches on the on the film, we're gonna plug that in here, and that's going to give you Dalvin Cook. And a lot of <laughs> oh, you're gonna have right here with the film in there. I come off of that page because there's a lot of information in there that's uh, not hidden right now. But yeah, this one's good. it's a visual medium. Yeah, <laughs> I was just so excited to see guys that were in like late first, second round talk just really either surprise people or just kind of do well at the combine as far as running backs. I mean, Freeman and and uh, Balage and uh. The other one that I'm uh, Scarborough, now. Scarborough, yeah, that was, yeah. and then there was one other that I was thinking, but Scarborough too, Come yeah, Penny. I mean, I kind of, yeah, Penny. Um, mm. Scarborough was, I figured he was kind of already athletic, you know, he's kind of Derrick Henry like in a, in a way, but um, without so the burst, yeah, and I kind of the good skills. <laughs> you got something to say about how good Derrick Henry is? behind if, if you want to bust my chops about liking Devonte freeman i'm totally gonna bury you over uh, scarborough we won't we, won't, we, can't, we can't do okay. that Child, he's please. so this bad is, at football oh my god gabe gabe oh. i got your back here look, look at look at bo right here i know i saw him up top look there burst, look at this burst score right here 132.5 look look, look uh, Z zach now, now zach let me ask you on film, do you see 135 burst from Bo Scarborough? <laughs> no, no, I, I okay. didn't. <laughs> How about in 2016? How about in 2016 though? The film? No, is never. Not, I think never. there's a lot. Honestly, there's a lot of running backs this year that I kind of liked before 2017. Like even even Saquon had better film in 2016 than in 2017, and, and not like you know that means anything, but. <laughs> <laughs> and guys too, you know, when Fournette was there, I think he played better while Fournette was there. There was a lot of running backs you could put on that list. Freeman, Royce Freeman, I liked a whole lot better in 2016. Um, and Scarborough too, you, Jack. The the um, interesting thing though, friend. <clears throat> the the interesting thing though about Scarborough is he was the second leading receiver on that team. So like, he's got some chops too. So maybe that's interesting. All I know I mean, is I've why, never been part of a live like, film versus metrics debate before. That was pretty uh, interesting <laughs> to sit back and just watch out. <laughs> oh, Jalen Hurts high. drops back. Oh, Calvin Ridley's covered. Let me dump it off to Bo Scarborough. <laughs> He's going to break this game wide open. Is anyone else concerned that Geis could be heading down the Fournette path of this whole uh, ankle injury thing? Because didn't guys have the ankle injury this past year? Or is it something else he had some kind of an injury he was dealing with all year i don't know what I'm it is sure precisely what. but i do know that there was something that held him back as far as uh lower body extremity i, th I thought he was a hamstring 
You know, whenever I have questions, I just feel like this is a good place to plug this. Whenever I have questions about injuries, there's so many uh, doctors on Twitter or PT guys that take part in fantasy. I just tweet at them and some of them write articles about it. Uh, the main one that I talk to is actually a DFF guy. His name's Eric. I can't remember his handle off the top of my head. I'll have to pull it up. But pretty much anytime I have a... Bobby, if you don't have his handle. Yeah, sorry. I'm not as... I mean, that's almost as bad as me coming in here with trying to make a point. Oh, wait, wait. So Eric's handle is at DPT underscore F-J-E-L-D-Y. And his name is Dr. Eric. And his name last name I cannot pronounce at all, so I'm not going to even attempt it. But he's super nice. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Call him out. This is going great. Pronounce that shit. (laughs) Do it. All right, so it's Dr. Eric, and I think it's Valabeen, but I have no idea. And uh, anyway, Valabeen? He's super responsive. He writes articles for uh, the Dynasty Football Factory about injuries. He runs polls. He actually was looking for suggestions today, so if any of you guys have a specific player that you want to see what the recovery process is like, tweet at him, and he will probably write about it. Somebody shoot him a tweet about Darius Geis and, and see what his knee and his ankle are doing. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I'll do it right now. <laughs> so so with the <laughs> 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 you tell me what to do, Bobby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the so, so at this point, guys, uh combines in the books. We've got pro days coming up. A lot of the things will be filled in. Uh, people will have a chance to help Kyle color code his uh, spreadsheet, fill those things in, uh, help give Zach some time to finish up his film uh, reviews and such. What else in terms of processes for this? Because this is actually my first off season in Dynasty. Uh, my, I'm, I'm, I'm brand new to Dynasty, just finishing my first season. What are some not necessarily tips, but what are some things that you guys are doing to prep for your rookie drafts to make sure that you're maximizing uh, all the information at hand that we have? So for me, I'm not even thinking about the rookie draft yet. I mean, like I'm doing the stuff for the site, but I'm looking at my team and I'm looking at other people's teams and I'm looking at uh, sites like DLF and and DHH that have uh, ADP where people are drafting guys right now and I'm trying to find value. I'm trying to find people who I think are going to either be undervalued that I can snag cheap or overvalued. So take someone like Kenyon Drake, who came off of the end of his last season was tremendous, right? You don't know what's going on in Miami. What are you going to hear? Look, he's, he's a guy right now who's got more value than I see him having in six months. And so that's a trade. That's a, a piece that I may, you know, use. I may attach some of these picks, uh, you know, the rookie picks that I've got, and go get somebody that I know that's an established veteran who's got a role that I can, you know, bolster my team going forward. You know, instead of instead of sitting there and and waiting for the rookies to to be drafted and waiting for your rookie draft and that. Right now is the time to be proactive with your lineup and, and proactive with searching out these values and, and, and trading pieces right now that look like they're going to have a, a distinct drop in value. 
Yeah, that that really is the thing. But it's there's a fine line here too. You want to be active, but you don't want to be overactive. You want to mine value where you can, and move on from guys like Zach saying that are that are overvalued. Uh, Kenny Drake is probably a good example of that. As much as I hate to admit it. So um, much overvalued. But don't you, let some of my followers hear you say that. Some guys love Kenyon Drake, man. Don't just trade players just for the sake of trading players. Don't make these deals that don't make sense in the long run. Um, you know, don't don't go out and try to get uh, a starting running back because you need a starting running back for next season when there's a decent chance that most of them, unless they're in that top what five six category they're probably going to have some kind of competition or replacement before next season. So be active, but don't be overactive. And try to get later round picks thrown into things. You know, those can be useful when you're in the draft to move around a little bit. So if you can get, if you're doing a, a, a trade that you're going to get back a, a first and you can even get like a, a mid fourth or early fourth just thrown in take it don't don't give up on that because you might be able to utilize that later on when the draft's actually happening to to move just a little bit when that happens yeah zach and kyle gave i think the perfect advice the only thing i would add is be very honest about where your team is the most frustrating thing in dynasty is to be stuck in the middle so if your team if you look at your team and you go i have a legit shot at competing this year get the pieces you need to compete but also don't be afraid to say i'm a few years out and this guy doesn't really feel like he's going to be within my window of competing so i'm going to start selling him to speed up my process a little bit the best thing you can do for your roster is be honest with yourself about whether you're going to compete this year or even within two years or if you need to begin that rebuild process and there's no shame in rebuilding I'm in a league with Gabe uh, where we get on the um, Voxer chat and we'll, people will just be talking prospects or bankroll dollars and randomness. And Gabe gets so pissed, so oh. pissed when people are talking strategy. So, Gabe, just in general, I don't want to upset you. Do you can you? Can you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. He doesn't get upset. He just kind of <laughs> gives that shrug like, why? Why? What are you doing? What are you guys doing? <laughs> I just I just come in every once in a while and, and check people, make sure that they're uh, not overreacting. <laughs> That's all. Because, you know, much like these guys are saying, um, overreaction can definitely happen, especially like to whether it's your first off season or just like your 15th off season, whatever. I mean, for me, like the reason why I love dynasty fantasy football is to jump into the off season. Like I can't, I, I hate the <laughs> in season. Like I can't, <laughs> I honestly can't even wait till the off season when, whenever I'm in season, I'm, you know, uh, you can always, you can always kind of see where your team is going. And, uh, <laughs> and especially if you're down in the dumps, um, you, you definitely can't wait till the off season, but um, not exactly sure what that's like. So, I'm just always looking forward to the off season and uh, but you can easily overreact. You can easily overreact. And um, I think it's a great time to sell players um, with, with guys that just 
like Kenyon Drake to me is just <laughs> such a good sell right now. And even my boy Kareem Hunt, like though I love him so much, I can't even believe that he is a first round pick right now. That is just absolutely fascinating to me. So, I mean, there are just, there are players out there that can be sold. There are players out there that can be purchased and you should be finding those values right now because they are, they are either, they potentially could be at the highest point or the lowest point that they will be ever. Cause there's a whole lot of things coming up. There is free agency. There's an NFL draft. There are going to be a whole bunch of uh, switcheroos and wubba lubba chub chubs happening. <laughs> so um, you, you got to be on your toes and be ready for them. And um, I think you, you feed off of those overreactions, whether you're selling them or buying them. So um, that's my take, J. Mike. This is the second episode that we could probably use this Chubb reference as a title for the actual pod. Wubba Lubba Chubb Chubb? That might be. I mean, I'm just saying. I know that you typically come up with really clever ones. That might be the title for this one. I think I'm going to make a t-shirt like right after this and start my own fantasy football t-shirt company. I'd sell like hotcakes. Are you naming the company? like lobster cakes out of a can. (laughs) Full circle. Full circle. Continuity is like my only type of humor. Is it full circle like Barkley? Yes. Yes. I'm going to pull it up. I'm glad you said that. I'm out of bullets. The nice thing about the open bar is we pretty much recap everything at the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Eric actually responded. I don't know what uh, Geis' injuries were, but if we know what Geis' injuries were, we can ask him what the deal is with them. By the way, I and we should, but um, I looked up his name, gave him follow, uh, DPT underscore F-J-E-L-D-Y. I would would pronounce that Fieldheim. And I would think that that is uh, that's probably Swedish. correct. Yeah, I would guess so too. Field ja. and uh, DPT underscored Fieldy, but it's uh, FJ for like like when you say Fjord, you know, y'all know your y'all you know your topographic education. I mean, that's a topographic map right there of the of uh, Saquon Barkley, pretty much. Oh, <laughs> not the best fit. That's not the full circle one. There's, there's one. Yeah, I, I know it's not. I was disappointed. Yeah, no, there's one out there that is a complete filled in circle. It, it, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, is it like a double rainbow? <laughs> so it's, just, it's just all, all circle. It's just full. <laughs> I need, I need a link to that. Whoever might be listening to this, please find me on Twitter and hit me with the full circle web of goodness that is Saquon Barkley's measurables. I would love to see that because apparently mock draftable is not showing me what I need to see that Kyle says I should see. I'm going to have to try to find it for you. Speaking of webs <laughs> and Spider-Man and Bobby, uh, Bobby, do you have any uh, plugs that you'd like to give out to the, the public about what you're doing right now? Uh, Does he ever. First. So, superhero week on two quarterbacks. Uh, which is just at two QBs. Uh, I've been comparing quarterbacks to different superheroes. I released or we released the AFC version on Monday. Uh, Tomorrow, the NFC version drops and it just keeps getting more and more fun. Just so you guys know, I compared 43 total quarterbacks to different superheroes or villains. And it's all for specific reasoning. It's not just like, 
coincidentally, Andy Dalton did end up the human torch, but it's not just because he's a ginger. <laughs> That was a bad example. Uh, but like, for example, Marcus Mariota, I made him Spider-Man because he's agile, but he's also fairly strong. And strong, I kind of used as a euphemism for a good pocket passer. So if you like superheroes and comics and you like football, check it out. We also had an article come out today from Sal about uh, how to draft for quarterbacks in two quarterback dynasty leagues and super flex. And I'm sure you guys all know this, but Sal is pretty much the two quarterback guru. So if you haven't checked that out yet, I don't know what you're doing. A hundred percent agree with you. And that's, I, I mean, I wanted to say, I wanted to segue into it because it's seriously like such a cool idea and so awesome. And it, like for me to just, I don't know, for me, when I'm reading fantasy football, it needs to be a bit more intriguing and, and pull me in with, with maybe something like that. And I think that is fascinating. So, um, big ups on you and the 2QB community because that is so fun to read. Yeah, I really appreciate and love the fact that I came in about a month ago, had this idea, someone has a joke and they're like, do you think you could turn it into a series? And I was like, could I? And then they're like, you think we could make a whole week out of it? So big ups to those guys for being super welcoming and letting a new writer just run with an idea. Totally. Um, Jay, Mike, I didn't mean exactly to like segue into us leaving the show, but I guess it's ish that time closing time. Um, is that okay? Or do you have anything else on your mind? Did you want to last your... call? Cause you're in your first, uh, off season. Do you have anything on your mind that you plan on doing that you'd like to share with all of your league mates and just let them know what, you know, what your strategy is. So they know exactly what you're thinking. <laughs> I, I will give uh, yeah I, I will give i will give one thing um just to let everyone know you know peek behind the curtain if you will the wizard behind the wizard of oz um so one thing that i noticed um with the uh combine which i find incredibly interesting people draft twitter i guess that's a thing or even dynasty twitter loses their minds over every little thing that happens at the combine. And I can't shrug emoji enough how some of this stuff is just mind-bogglingly minuscule in the in terms of the overall picture of it all. So once upon a time, and I can't even remember what pod I was listening to the other day, but I was like, you know what, that, that was me. I used to just – I used to – uh, simply watch the combine because I love watching the combine. Like it's just a fun thing for me to do. I, I would never miss it. Now, when I watch the combine, in terms of being in fantasy and dynasty and things of that nature, I, I recognize just how it's a piece of the entire puzzle. It's not a be all end all. And so many people, like when, oh my gosh, my my heartthrob Ronald Jones. This is no secret. Huge Ronald Jones fan. Um, when he comes up, you know, gimpy after the first 15 yards or whatever in his 40, like people are on Twitter talking about, oh, he ran a four six six. People, he, people think he's fast. People think he's fast. And I'm just like, you, you can't, you can't be serious. Like you, you cannot seriously think watching him on film and saying that he runs a four. Like stop, like just stop. Um, but yeah, just uh, I don't I don't hold the combine or even forty yard dashes in near as high esteem as others. Um, so again, it's a piece of the puzzle uh, for any other folks who are um, somewhat new to the game and you're looking for legitimate advice 
that's about all I can give you. Um, don't don't treat it as the gospel because it's not. It's a piece of the puzzle. Um, and and Kyle's going to give you the map to show you where the pot of gold is, or at least the rainbow that takes you to the pot of gold. That is Saquon Barkley Barkley's circle web. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah, that's that's my two cents on that. So yeah, we can <laughs> say something, Kyle, so everyone can see that. It's a circle. That's the that's the title of the pod. <laughs> it's a circle. Yeah, Kyle. Uh, growing up was your favorite song, "The Circle of Life." No. That's really disappointing. It was. Happiness runs in a circle of love. <laughs> happiness runs. Happiness runs. <laughs> oh. Oh, but that's all I got. You can you can continue with uh, the last call here. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate your your response because um, now I'll calm down a little bit about Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton six five seven three cone. I mean, that's fine. I'll calm down. I'll chill out a little bit. It's fine. Deep breaths. Just a, piece Usa, of the just a piece of the puzzle. No, I agree with you. That's a, a great point. I love that, that it's just a piece of the puzzle. So um, good good on you to recognize that in the first offseason. Uh, dummies, should you say some words to, uh, you know, send us off into the uh, uh, the sun? The, you know what? I'm sick of the, the sunset. Let's do sunrise. Because it's the off season. We're just <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that, but just say say something. You couldn't find a place to land. No, I really forgot. I was like, shit. This is like the movie Sully. Just land the plane, Gabe. No. Land the dang plane. <laughs> oh, there's another inside joke coming up here. <laughs> Zach, why don't you why don't you fly up next to uh <laughs> you give giving him the Matt Kelly? Yeah, get, that, get right up on his wing. Yeah. <laughs> Guide him in. Yeah, in inside radio, the uh, the show we did with Matt Kelly. He's he's an absolute whirlwind to uh to work with. Kyle's trying to finish the show, trying to do the game. Wait, hang on. First ever No, 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 wait. Then then he keeps talking. It's exactly like that. Kyle tried to finish the show. Yeah. Matt interrupts. And then Matt's like, I'm Kyle, I'm going to fly right up next to you. You put your wing right on mine. Said, I'll fly you in. Come on. We'll, we'll, we'll bring you right down. We'll bring you in. And I'm just sitting there laughing my ass off. It was beautiful. I'm just looking at Zach in the little window down there. Just like, help. <laughs> help me. Help me. He, he did nothing. He, he left me out to dry with Matt Kelly. He left me out to dry with Matt <laughs> Kelly. First ever guest. All right, first of all, whoever thought the the good idea was to have Matt Kelly as your first guest, right? I mean, we had no idea what we were doing. And uh, Some would uh, argue we still don't. Yeah, right? That's the name of the show. What Matt does on his show, as soon as you hit record, that's what happens. It's It's just crazy. He's not like that at all before you hit record, but the moment you hit record and it, the switch is on, it's like that through the whole thing. I was exhausted at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, as, uh, as you mentioned earlier, we have a website. Some people have found it recently. 
you can find it at dynastydummies.com. There will be the dummy cheat sheet on there soon. Dum, dum, dum. Zach, what do you got? <laughs> it's true. Colors. Colors. <laughs> Colors are good. Saquon 101. Um, yeah, look, I throw up uh, some film notes on there. If you're interested in checking out anybody that uh, I, I've watched film on so far, that's where you can find that. Um, other than that, I mean, we're, look, we're doing the, the Dynasty Dummies podcast, having fun. Uh, I'm working on a just just because you guys shit on me for Sony Michelle. I'm go, I'm working on a Sony Michelle song for next week, man. I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna give you like some some Beatles. I'm gonna give you like Sony Michelle. Now post combine, watch how far you fell, my Michelle. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that's like an Thank iTunes you. preview. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic and and yes the the website does exist and when kyle was being so gracious in terms of people just finding the website he was (laughs) he was being incredibly kind and gracious to me because i'm the idiot that just found the website after they say that it exists every show i'm sorry i fail at life sometimes Uh, we can tell this is it it exists that's us that's lovely. Awesome. That's uh, that's 2017 cheat sheets right there for anyone who didn't see them last year. I, they're still actually worthwhile to take a look back at because uh, it's always kind of interesting looking at the numbers for the guys going into year two, see what might be a, a buy for this year, right? Hey, speaking of, look who ended up as wide receiver one for you guys. Yeah, we did. Huh? Yeah, we Juju. Did. We had some look who ended up as number three though. Curtis. Sorry, I didn't. I don't mean to. <laughs> that was a total douche move. <laughs> I was like, wait, these yeah, guys but look at three show and we're still recording, and I just fucking we called them out. We can't let their heads Curtis hit. Okay, we have to cut them down live. <laughs> we had some hits. We had some Everyone, hits. go buy Curtis Samuel right now. Best buy in Dynasty Fantasy Football. And you know what? He got hurt last year. That's uh, true. He did. Maybe not a bad guy to buy, not to get into a whole nother thing. Not at all. No, you're yeah, that's hundred percent true. I agree with you. Yeah, he started yeah. to show well after the uh trade. Uh what? <laughs> oh, I was saying he started to show well after the trade of Kelvin Benjamin and then he got hurt. Oh yeah. Well, and he's it's it finally a, a new coming of uh Panthers wide receivers that's not, you know, huge and runs a four seven forty. So <laughs> Um, he is very athletic, so he might be something. And I, I'm sorry, I said uh, take it back. Can we? You know all this hard work you guys put into this. Yeah. Screw that. So look at that, look at that third wide receiver. You should call your site the Dynasty Dummies. Oh, Doyle rules. <laughs> Oh gosh! Okay. Um, I got a I got a comment to Dwight in the chat real quick. Um, if you go back to the first show of the new year, it was right around Christmas, New Year's. There actually is that in there, just for you. He wants to hear me sing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's my it's my fan, my one fan. I love it. <laughs> yes, I. Uh, we were both busy with Christmas and family stuff, so I just made an entire show of Zach singing. Um, sorry to everyone else, but you're welcome, Dwight. It was the James White album. 
<laughs> that is the name of it. Yep. Barry White and then James White. <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I enjoyed this week a lot. Um, J Mike, would you like to say anything to close us out? Oh, do I ever? <laughs> First, you like of to all, talk more shit about the dynasty dummies. <laughs> First of all, I didn't talk any mess about them. I just didn't. I'm just ignorant to things. I'm sorry. Life is hard. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so obviously, uh, thank you guys for checking us out for the live show. Everybody in the chat, the chat was cracking. So thank you guys for that. Uh, if you're listening to us in podcast form, uh, whether that be on iTunes, whether that be on Stitcher, Gabe, we're on Stitcher. Um, get out of town. <laughs> get out of town. Uh, so whatever the podcast, and if we're other places besides those two, let us know because we would love to know uh, and be able to shout those things out because <laughs> we're not sure. But on Twitter, you can find the show at the Open Bar FP. Again, the Open Bar FP, as in fake pigskin. Uh, I'm on Twitter at jmikecheck at jmic check. Uh, and little do you guys know, quick preview. Obviously, Gabe and I told told you guys that uh, we'll be, you know, taking some time off between shows typically. Well, next week, same time, same channel. We're going to be right back here. We've got a show already lined up. We are certainly not living up to our uh, <laughs> our procrastinating way ways. Hard. Trying way too <laughs> hard. Don't like it. Don't like it. Yeah, it's good. We've got another five man weave coming and it's uh, it's going to be a doozy. And I'm hoping that it's at least half as fun as we had tonight. So, again, thank all of you for rocking with us. Uh, and, yeah, that's that. Gabe, last call, final words, whatever, whatever you want to do here. Honestly, I'm just going to start giving you the mic at the end because you just end end things so beautifully. But uh, I'm I'm Gabe. You know, I'm at Grab Bag Fantasy. I'm the lesser of the stop player. look stop look, <laughs> no stop. I, I no i appreciate j mike and i appreciate what we have and what we've um kind of gone through the, this last uh nine months or so it's been fun and i'm excited to see what happens going forward i've enjoyed tonight a lot i i enjoy everyone in the youtube chat come check us out live if you're listening now in the uh podcast i appreciate you as well Drop us a rating and review. Why not? I don't I, like yes. legitimately don't even know. If, do we have those? Can you get those? Because I'm I'm unsure of how podcasts work. We <laughs> didn't even know we were on Stitcher. I think I've heard I've heard I've heard other podcasts. They're like, yeah, you know, rate it, rate and review. Oh, we'll shout you out and stuff. So yeah, I'm just like, out. I'm just trying. Uh, I'm just trying that a little bit. Go, but go on to iTunes. Going to iTunes. All right. You're already subscribed to this. So yeah, you're subscribed listening to, to us. You're already subscribed. Yeah. That's one of two subscribers to the open bar. Perfect. perfect. <laughs> you should have you should have two reviews already. Because all they gotta do is go into iTunes, click on the podcast, click on ratings and reviews, leave a review, click the five stars, type in everything's amazing. Submit. And honestly, legitimately, it would be funny to leave that comment with a one star review just to like go by that and giggle. But like, don't do that because I think you <laughs> I think you end up going further down on on podcast ratings. But it would it would make me laugh like I think it'd be funny. 
So there's that. But anyways, thank you for listening. Um, much appreciated if you are sticking with us through this this long podcast that we do um, every other week at this point. Um, we appreciate you. We appreciate like you. We appreciate you. We, we do apologize. We have a lot of fun, though, and, and we just don't have enough to talk about. We just we freestyle and it becomes whatever we want. And that's what we love and we appreciate. So um, it's been fun. We will. Uh, and shout out to the fake pigskin. That's what's running us right now. You know, you, you can get their subscription service for like four bucks a month. I, like, what are you going to do? Get, you know, that $4 Wendy's deal or get a whole lot of fo fantasy football information. Uh, put the chicken nuggets down. Put the <laughs> What are you like? Nuggets <laughs> are, aren't you a grown up? Gosh, darn it. Put the chicken nuggets down. Yeah. Baconator can wait. Um, so hit that up. And uh, until next week, J. Mike, we're gonna do this next week, one week from next tonight. week. I'm not like I'm not even prepared. I have to start concocting cocktails. So uh, we will see y'all next week. Much appreciated, you fellas. Put your drinks up. Do a little cheers with us. One of these. One of these moves, right here, Bobby. Kyle. Okay, see. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like it's just wrapped. It's like you haven't been on the show before. <laughs> All right. We'll see y'all next week. And juice. Yeah.